and we're live. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Sports Fan Podcast. I'm your host David. Ah, it's a beautiful Friday morning on this end. How are you all doing this Friday morning? Well, um, it's time for the Friday morning show for football. Friday morning football, and then um, I will be talking about um, some interesting developments. Okay, so last time, last episode I actually recorded, I spoke about um, the Brazil-Argentina situation and what it could mean for some Premier League clubs. And there are some, there've been some developments in the last few days. In the last few days since that um, um, incident actually happened. Well, um, visa um, Brazilian authority, health authorities and visa stepped onto the pitch, and then and then tried to deport or arrest them, um, the Argentine players who were in the UK. That's one, but that's that's off the list. Then uh, Messi breaks a record yesterday night. Um, Argentina versus Bolivia. Um, Messi breaks a record, becomes the top goal scoring um, South American, uh, top goal scorer for a South American country. I think that's it. That's that's the record. You know, top goal scorer for an South American country. And then, and that's it. But before we uh, we'll talk about some sports game, and there's also some developments about sports too. Um, we're, we're playing against Crystal Palace. Early kickoff, twelve thirty tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon, twelve thirty. Um, it could make or mar my weekend. So, <laughs> without further ado, let's get it. Let's dig in. Okay, okay, okay. I'm back. Okay, so I'm talking about the Argentina situation. Um, sorry, the Brazilian situation. Some more developments came up, and um, in before that thing happened, I mentioned that Premier League clubs they came to a, resol- a resolution. They agreed together that they were not going to release any of their players to a South American country because you know there's, there's a rule in FIFA where there's a rule in FIFA. It's in their contract where the players are allowed to go, and also FIFA. So. A club who refuses to go, they'll make the players in the country of the, the, the FA of the national team can make the and players ineligible to play on that weekend and um playing you know when you feed an ineligible player when you feed an ineligible player you stand a chance there's a chance that you're going to get docked. You're going to get docked points, you're gonna lose the game, you're gonna have to score and goals. But so Brazilian players at Leeds, Rafinha, um at Everton, I think Alan didn't go. Alan didn't go at Everton. I don't know if he was called up. Gabriel Jesus, um, um, Gabriel Jesus, Fabinho, um, oh, I keep forgetting their names, man. I can't. Fabinho, um, is a Brazilian in, um, anyways, the Brazilian players, Ederson, yeah, Ederson, Alisson, yeah, they were not, they didn't go. Femino, so they didn't, they didn't travel. So, development came up yesterday that. Brazil are trying. They went. They went to FIFA and they want to make FIFA to make those players ineligible to play this weekend. It's a five-day um, win. So for five days, they will not be eligible to play for their club football as a consequence for not traveling for the national team. Now, I understand the the the, the reasoning behind is the law is the law. Da 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 da. And quotes. But amidst the current conditions, it makes no sense that they would even want to um, enforce that law, especially now. Check this out. In the UK, the UK is a red list country to Brazil, right? So they have to quarantine for 14 days before stepping into uh, on stepping into Brazil. They have to quarantine for 14 days. This is what happened with the Lucelso, the Argentine player situation, where they traveled to they traveled to Brazil and they were supposed to they said they were supposed to make sure that they declared that they were in the UK. They're coming from the UK, which makes no sense in my opinion. I mean, on the airports when you're flying in, 
it is said oh this guy is coming from the uk so i know, i don't understand where the um where the they have to declare i mean it's literally on the airport do you have to come out and declare i'm besides the they logistics officers for that so they, they have a logistic officer in their team liaison officer who does all that work not the player that should do that so that's why it was funny but anyways Thiago Silva at Chelsea too, I forgot to mention Thiago Silva at Chelsea now trying to enforce that law makes no sense like I said because of the situation at hand so if they had to travel to Brazil they have to go for 14 days so 14 days of quarantine and then they have to come back to the UK to quarantine again for, for 10 days in the government so you see how the team makes no sense there's no, there no use to call it there's no use calling them up there's no use calling them up for the Brazilian so trying to enforce that law is something that's out of their hands and even no, the Argentine players, even when sports said, okay, they're not going to release the players, you know, obviously, you know, the situation where the, the guys, the players said, we're going to go anyway, and sports said, okay, you're going to get fined if you go, and, you know, we can't really stop you, you're not really slaves, so you can go if you want, but this is the, these are the consequences of the actions you go, and probably threatening them and said, oh, you're not going to play, but uh, to be fair, if I, looking back at the situation, I, somewhere like um, Lo Celso, uh, Christian Romero, Oh, come on, man. Let's be real. Yeah, Argentina are not really going to. I mean, Martinez, Buen, maybe maybe Buendia may be a bit of an. May not really be. But I mean, Martinez, uh, Romero, and Lucero, these guys are their key starters. There's no way Brazil would. Argentina would say they're not going to call them. There's absolutely no way they're going to call them up. You want to play Otamendi instead? <laughs> Otamendi, you want to play something? I mean, there's no way they're going to play. So, but like, like FIFA trying to invoke that law, invoke that, um, that law makes no sense and it's, it's, it's unfair on the players in my opinion yes the players will have to pay the fine according to, according to sports but even um, Sanchez because they are both they are in Croatia at the moment and they're going to spend 10 days there and back to the Liverpool league situation I I heard that you know my United Fred too yeah my United Fred but my United Fred uh, my United a lot of my United fans do nothing to like Fred so I'm not really surprised that a lot of them require clear about the news but there's a chance that they could play because you're going to like argue it and try and make it make sure it works but if you ask me i think what is most likely to happen is that they might not play i most likely I didn't say it will happen most likely because i don't really think they'll come to resolution it's more of like i've known all these cop uh, federations and code they are not known to compromise it's 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 very annoying but you know i missed a pandemic like this they ha- they will hardly want to compromise and it's very very stupid that they will not do that but game is the game these guys care more about money than it and there are three other international breaks to go before the year runs out i think there's before the year runs out or two three or two there's one in november there's one in december and there's one this month no there's one in october and there's another one in november i think there's been one in january like i hear i don't know there's, okay january be afcon so there's like some but anyways sports don't really have um any key player that's an, a place on african country so it's not really a big deal at the moment but this is what we're talking about here these uh players they would have they would have um it, it's so um, this players have been effectively punished for whatever they were what doing anyway so i don't really think um there's much of an issue here i don't okay there is a, there's a big issue but what i'm saying is that um the, the, the players have been unfortunately having to suffer for what they don't really what they could what could be prevented but I don't, those these big op- corporations organizations they're not really known to bend the rules they would they would try to uphold it anyways but this is what's going to happen again in the next international break because this policy is interfering with football the next international break they're likely going to call them up again and they will go to brazil i mean how can the brazil fa not even see the stupidity in this whole thing like how can they see i mean surely they should find this situation. 
I don't listen. I'm not saying they should. Their country should remove the laws, the 14-day law, but since the FA knows that there's a law there and they can't override the government, or they have special exemptions where they get tested on arrival, if they don't want to do that, then they should not call up the. They should not call up the English players playing in England, and they should not even try and invoke. Sorry, they should not try and um and make push this law to happen, and push push for them to be banned. To call to call to push call for them to be banned. I think it's fair. But that's where we are to football, and it's all about greed, cooperation. Everybody just cares about greed, and Gerard and finding resolution. You know, greed. Even last year, the chances of players testing positive left, right, center, and um, came to the decision of greed. You know, step up, call players up, see, see, having international breaks, players flying around. After you made sure people were in a bubble, plenty of players fly around, fly left, right, and clubs were having to lose matches because their key players were not available. It was absurd. It was crazy. Clubs, they said the entire first team are going to test positive. They will probably test positive for the COVID. And then the clubs will have to... Come. Ah, man. The whole thing was a mess. It was a, it was a mess. And it's carried on to this year. Everybody just do what they can. Anyways, um, moving on. Um, I I watched some of the sports training yesterday. Um, so, sports are affected. The, uh, very affected in this. Uh, the sports are affected with the international break. I don't like international breaks. Everybody knows that. Not only, not only is it boring. Um, sports are known for having injury. Sports are known for being unlucky. <laughs> international break. If somebody comes out injured, something weird happens, and that's what's happening right now. We there's a chance that five players will be unavailable going to this weekend. Five players will be unavailable. There's a likely chance. Why I say likely is because some are a bit. Some we don't know yet. Some could be as a precaution. Some could be, you know, currently we don't really know the extent of their injury, but we might we'll know eventually as the time as time um, gets closer. So what's happening this weekend? Um, sports are playing against Crystal Palace. Um, early kickoff, um, Saturday early, Saturday early kickoff. And um, what's going to happen is we are going to be we're going to be without potentially without Oliver Skip. Um, Ryan Sessegnon, although Sessegnon didn't really start, but anyways, he's, he's starting to change. Ryan Sessegnon, Davinson Sanchez, Christian Romero, da, uh, Giovanni Lo Celso, Young Min Son, Young Min Son, and potentially Bergwijn. What is five? I think it's probably more than five. Potentially Stephen Bergwijn. Now, what happened? With Lo Celso, Romero, and um, Davinson Sanchez, I mentioned in the last episode that oh, these guys would likely be, because of the 10, they have to spend 10 days in Croatia, so they're going to miss the two games, they're going to miss. The game against um, Crystal Palace, I'm going to miss the game against Rennes next week. So, they're going to miss two matches. Then, the next... Um, they're going to miss two matches. The Premier League match and the Conference League game. Then, um, Davison... Sorry. Steven Bergwijn came off for the Netherlands. They beat Turkey 6-1. But, he came off with um, an ice pack around his leg, his ankle. I think he had his surgery. He had an injury last year um, under Mourinho. That 2019... No, 2020 last year. That was around um, January, January, February, away at Burnley, he had an injury, an ankle injury, and he came off because sports were really, the players were rammed to the ground, so he came off with an, an, ankle, an ankle injury, he came off the pitch, and he got surgery, he had surgery on it, so I don't know, it's, I don't know if that's the case, but it's an ankle, maybe it's flying up, I don't know, but it's an ankle scare, then um, Ransasson came off injured, he, I think he picked up a knock in training or something like that, he had to return to sports, then Oliver Skip, who has been immense, um, he has been immense for sports so far. He has a really good record. Sports have never lost a game since Oliver Skip, whenever Oliver Skip has played. It's funny. It's, it's crazy. Whenever he has played, sports have never lost a game. <laughs> so anyway, so we have Oliver Skip. Um, came off. He had a stiff stiffness in his groin. I think he felt something. So he came off. 
um, during the game um, on the 21 match for for England. I think that's what I've mentioned. And Son had um, an injury in his calf, so calf injury. I think his right calf sprain or something like that. Doesn't look very serious. Probably we hope. Hopefully, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like it's not gonna play because of a co- as precaution, not to um, heighten the injury or something. But the bottom line is that we're gonna be without some key players, and this is why when when a lot of, when a lot of fans were scared during the summer. When, when I was worried, when I gave the window a 1 over 10, it was like, oh, you're, you're being negative. No, I'm not being negative. I was just being factual and being honest with myself. The window is a 1 over 10. Because going through the window, we're supposed to fix our problems. We didn't fix it. So, you know, it's still a 1 over 10 for me. I, could, I couldn't get go. It's not just fixing the reason, but I'm fixing the key problems. Now, to fix the defense, you know, fine. Sanchez and Dyer, they've been playing. Good for them. They've played well so far. Fair enough. Um, Romero. Of Romero, Romero obviously just joined. So Romero basically replacing at the Verred, at the Verred, right? So Emerson Royal, new right back, you know, left back, um, Region, fine, okay team. The back line is sorted, right? But now we're gonna be without Sanchez and Co, right? Sanchez and him. Sanchez who has played well. I never thought I would come to remember I said I miss Sanchez because he was playing well. He played well the last three matches. Um, I'll see some cross field passes. I was like, is this Sanchez? I mean, what happened? Did he did he take at the Verred's leg before the Verred left? <laughs> so. We're gonna see that like but going to the midfield, the midfield was the biggest problem here. That was my issue. So I was only supposed to sign on that DM and the number eight. I mentioned this and they said we have Oliver Skip and Hoyberg for that position. But Oliver Skip and Hoyberg are starters in the national in the team already. So there is there is no use having to hope look out for um hoping for one as the player because you know if Skip is playing there. He is gonna get tired eventually. He's gonna need a rest. Hoiberg too is playing. He's gonna need a rest too. Cause Hoiberg suffered a lot from tiredness last season. So you see the, you see the, when you begin to see why it made a lot of sense. That's why I okay, Ruben Neves available, 40 million euros. Why not Spurs just try and go in for Neves or Besuma? Yes, Besuma. You know, get somebody in you know, a DM for an Spurs sign Matasa. But he's not gonna come. He's not, he's not gonna be available this season. He's gonna be available next season. So what is the point? Okay, fine. It's, it's a good thing that he was signed. But at the end of the day. You know what is really the point because he's not going to available so it's not really somebody i would call like a signing okay it's a signing but it's on loan you know there's a new we need somebody now that could play in that position nevers could have done the have been good but now we're afraid that oliver skip is going to play now they said harry winks i'm sorry man i don't trust harry winks for any i don't trust him at all <laughs> i'm sorry I'm, sorry to that guy i just do not trust him and that's that <clears throat> sorry it's kind of a weird situation right now I am scared. Why I'm worried is this. There's two reasons. Now I'm worried. This is more of a compliment to Oliver Skip. That I'm worried that he's so good. He has been so good so far that he has come in. That for somebody who is his first time, he's already a starter. He came in and just on seat, Soko and Wings. It's not really a difficult thing to do though. So he came in and on seat. On, uh, he came in and took over their place. Or, um, and just came in and started immediately. Imagine the kind of impression he made on Nunes versus Santos, the new manager that he just chose rather than going for the old heads, just made Skip his guy in the midfield with Hoiberg. Now imagine how much of an impression you made. So he has done really well that he has played. Now whether we are afraid that we will not get to see him play, or we are more scared of the fact that Harry Wings is going to replace him, it's <laughs> that is the situation right now. Then uh, we had Dele to play. Then Dombele spread his hair white. But to Dele Ali, I'm still not convinced on Dele Ali. Like I said in my last episode, I'm still not convinced. Uh, hopefully, he changes my mind. But we'll see if he does. If he doesn't, good for him. 
it does good for him. Anyone, <laughs> he has to be reminded. Yes, I'm not convinced yet. So that that that's um, that. Then going forward, we have son. Now I mentioned this is my own issue, right? Now we're scared of we're we're sweating over the over players being unavailable. Why I'm scared that son is not playing is because he's our other goal threat. You don't don't you see the worry here? He's the other goal threat that is not keen. That is a problem here. When I said when we say sports should sign without striker, you know people would say. Spurs already have Kane. Who's going to come sit on the bench for Harry Kane? That's a, that's a very good point. I understand why. And if I was on the striker, the thing is, the only for someone like of the class in the class of Harry Kane, as a striker, only few players can really. They only like in terms of number nines in the world that can come in and really compete with Harry Kane. It's only Lewandowski, Helen Haaland, Lukaku. These are the three strikers in the world currently that I would say, okay, if they come into the, into a team, these are the people that Harry that will fight with Hurricane for his spots. But any other striker in the world, I don't really think so. That I don't think they can do it. I mean, and even the point is that even Hurricane, but the fact that he knows how to score, he can also create. So this is something most of those other strikers are not even capable of doing. So Hurricane is a very unique kind of striker. So I can understand why he plays. It's understandable that players will not come sit on the bench for Hurricane. But this is this. Since you have that problem. Or it's a good problem though, but since you have that problem in quotes, then you get goal scoring wingers. You get wingers or you get forwards that can play across the front three, across the front line. You can play the people of doing that. Son is a perfect example. He can play across the front three. So if Ken is not available, he can play up front. Look at Bayern Munich, for example. Bayern Munich have Lewandowski, a perfect example. They have Lewandowski. At some point, their second choice striker was Zexy. At some point, the second choice striker last season was Chubba Mutting. So, the second choice striker has a drop in quality, yes. But this is what they, they have, Bayern Munich have. They have him up front. They have Lewis, Lewis Zani, Zani. They have Müller, Thomas Müller. They have Nabri. They have Kisley Coman. These are four other goal-scoring guys. I think they have, they have, they have Jamal Musiala. So these are five other goal-scoring threats that they have. So even if... And the thing, apart from Musiala, I think Nabri can play up front. Müller can play up front. So they have trouble. So they are well stacked. So even if it happens to Lewandowski, other people can play up front. And they will still be able to produce the same level of... Um, efficiency and probably even goal returns. Maybe a, jo- a bit of job, but they, can, they are still threatening. They are still a threat going forward. This is what I see. This is what Sports should have done. So we have Bergwijn, we have Lucas Mora, we have Brian Hill, we have um, forgetting one other winger. Um, another winger we have. So these are three. So we have three other wingers apart from apart from Son, right? So this is four. Let's say two on the left, two on the right. But this is the problem here. They are not um, the other one. That, the only one that is goal scoring is Son. It's the only one that is threatening going forward. And this is the problem I have with the team. This is what I said I have with him. Like, if Son goes off, who's gonna score the other goals? Because in the last three matches, Son is even our top scorer at the moment. So he has scored two goals in the last three matches for Spurs. So who's gonna score the goals? If you know, not Kane will score yes, but other than Kane, who else can score the goals? That is the problem. And also another news. Um, she says, she it's happened again. It's happened again. You know the rest. This is <laughs> why I'm laughing. It's, it's I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm positive. I don't even pause. Let me talk about this one quickly before I continue. And some years ago, when sports finished um, below us, now uh, she is known for her trying to always have a rift with sports fans. You know, as an ex-national, when he was an national player. So um, she says me since that time. So I think it was doing a precision friendly because Juventus can score the goal from um, the center circle. A long ranger, he loved. He was able to beat. He beat Chesney from that range, and the, that video always trends. So England played Poland, and Chesney scored. 
I'm sorry, um, Kane scored a goal from distance. Um, really nice goal, really fantastic goal. It's a, it's a, it's a really nice goal. Um, it, the, the match was built um, Kane versus Lewandowski, but then again, you know, Kane scored, Lewandowski didn't score. Anyway, bottom line is um, um, Kane beat Chesney, yeah. So, um, Harry Kane scored in midweek, Chesney <laughs> again. <laughs> that was fun. That's fun. That was fun to remember, though. So, um, sports now looking at the whole situation in my looking at the whole situation we are screwed if if son if if son is injured i am scared i'm worried i'm worried if i because uh, i do not trust bergwine now bergwine you say bergwine is injured well i still don't trust bergwine i don't trust bergwine personally so you know it is what it is it's now if son is out if bergwine is out um romero is out um Sanchez is out. If oh, I say Son is on is on if technology. Now if if Son is out, the bench will be filled with academy players. But there's an academy player, um, Dillian Markande. I'm sorry, if, I'm sorry, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. Um, he's English, but he's of Indian descent. Um, it would be nice to see um someone of Southeast Asian um, roots playing for Spurs though. It would be really nice. I would love to see. But in the academy, I've seen some academy games and he really play. He really looks really. He looks really good. He looks really lively in some of the academy games he has played. Um, now talking about now, okay, let, let me just carry on. I was talking about replacements, these guys that could come in. I'm not saying they will come in instead, though, but it will likely see if Son is not playing, we're going to likely see a back, a, a team, a team news. Very likely, we're going to see Loris in goal, a back for Emerson Royal is going to play right back, Emerson Royal, and Sergio Reggion left back. Now, center back pairing, Dyer is going to play obviously, so Dyer is going to play for sure. Now, who's the other center back that will play with Dyer? My money is on Tanganga. My money is on Tanganga. I don't. Um, this is what this is what this is what um, confirms my suspicion, or that makes me more confident in this in this um, in this um, selection. I was watching the team. The um, I watched the training ground. I watched the training ground news. Sorry, training ground video. Training video, and I noticed um, something. I noticed Tanganga and. Um, you know, there's always this, if you watch training videos, there's always like one side the other side, one side wearing a bib, the other side wearing a bib. So I saw a Marcinella right back, and I saw Tanganga playing somewhere like a centre back, trying passing the ball towards Royal at so position. So he played like I think from that video, I don't know if I'm correct, but what I saw, I think that's the case. So is it likely who Tanganga is going to play centre back? Tanganga and Dyer. Um, I do have an issue with Tanganga though, you know, as a centre back. I think he backs off. Um, a bit, he backs off attackers a bit. I don't know. I think he should probably, he probably would be able to do better if he. But I'm not saying that's not the way from him though. But if Dyer can cover up for him, it's not bad. Or Pascotsi, Pascotsi. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing. Pascotsi. Um, uh, is a centre back. Plays is at the academy player. He has seven caps for Estonia already, but he hasn't made a team appearance for Spurs yet. Although he played in the Conference League, but he's normally playing at right back for sports but he's a center back and played for a center back for estonia and he kept a clean sheet against um wales he played really well on that day now the the thing is for someone like pascosi i don't think he's gonna play i think tanganga deserves to play to start he of the position he has deserves to play if he's center back if it's if the right back slot is covered he has to play center back tanganga deserves to play you yeah, that's not a debate and the defense tends to have a lot more competition I'm not. Defense has a lot more competition at the moment. I'm not worried about that. That's that's okay. But I'm not confident in the front line. Now in the midfield trio, 
if Oliver Skip doesn't play, we'll see Ariel Winks, we'll see Hoyberg, and we're going to see Dele Ali again. Oh, Jesus Christ, Dele Ali. I wish Ndombele would play instead, but you know, Dele Ali is like going to play. Then in front three, we're going to see Brian Hill as left wing, and we're going to see the right wing of Lucas Mora. We're going to see Kian up front. Now, Lucas Mora and Brian Hill, and Brian Hill is like a touchline wing, he's on the left wing, so he likes to hog the touchline. I won't say he's like Zane, but... It's very much you know that kind of winger. It's not I'm not saying it's simply as Zani though, but it's a left-footed left winger, that kind of winger that likes that you know, playing on the left wing. So very likely he's gonna play on the left wing. Um play touchdown. So Kane's gonna get a lot of service. Then Mora too probably on the right. I suspect that they may not really be inverted because um, maybe he will come inside at some point though, but I would be surprised if you know keep playing on the right. But I think Shield is gonna play it. The left wing then Mora play the right wing then Kane's gonna play up front then if Son is out if Son is not playing if Son and Bergwijn are out if it's an if it's not certain but if this is the team that I like to line out I'm not really very confident but I think the, the two guys on the wings could do enough service for for Kane I am more worried to provide enough service for Kane because Brian Hill looks like he looks a good player um, from actually playing in the conference league and some of his uh, highlights when he played at the Liga you know, he looks a really good player now, the main thing is what I'm worried about Dele Alley and Winks. If Skip is not playing, I'm more worried about it. But it's Crystal Palace, though. I mean, it's Crystal Palace. No offense to them, though, but like, I don't think Spurs really need the big guns to beat those guys. You know, Spurs should be able to beat those guys with this team I mentioned. If Harry Winks can't do anything, can't play well against Crystal Palace, I'm sorry, he's finished. Although they have Gallagher, um, whom, I, I'm, whom I, I'm a huge fan of, and um, Gallagher looks like a really good player. And so it's, it's, gonna be, it's not going to be easy. But I would like Ndombele to play instead of Dele Ali. I would like Ndombele to play. Even if it's 60 minutes or something, I would like him to play. I think his creativity will be needed, especially in the middle of the park. Or, if you play the midfield trio, this midfield trio I mentioned, they could just say they're going to work like, they're going to work very hard, work tirelessly, and suppose they're going to attack through the wings. Which looks like the chase. So Brian Hill is probably going to be the creative guy. But I'm looking forward, I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow. If, but no, I like, no, I'm not, not like I'm looking forward to the game but <laughs> if this team is put out, well, I would really like to see how it, t- it pans out. I would like, I really like to see how it pans out. But that that's that's false. I, I think I think we'll tell we'll see. But we'll like to see Pascoshi on the bench. We'll like to see Scarlett on the bench. We'll like to see Mackandy on the bench. If if keyword if Son is out, Son I, I pray Son is not out, please. I pray Son is not out because my team my FF my FPL is in danger here. So Son, please, <laughs> please be fine. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and yeah, and in, more back to international football. Talking about international football quickly, um, before we go, um, before I come to an end today, um, international break, international break was on. Doesn't mean that there were no games going on though. Sorry, doesn't mean that there were no, there was nothing really um, exciting happening. Okay, fairly exciting. I'll say fairly exciting because nothing really exciting happened. I hardly watch international matches. I only watch highlights most of the time. Because you know the, the drop in quality is, is very very obvious. So someone like Lewandowski playing for Poland, it is clear that he is the heads and shoulders, but heads and shoulders above everybody else there. So even if the quality of service is gonna get for Poland and the quality of um, returns for the assists or the chances he gives out, he gives playing for Poland, it's not gonna be the same that it's what he gets for Bayern. So sometimes you would like it sitting. Then if you watch the Netherlands too. There's a drop in quality. All right, Depay was the only one. Depay played really well. The beat Turkey six-one. Then Argentina, Messi, um, top scorer for scored against Bolivia yesterday. So the top scorer for the South Americans, like I mentioned in the intro. Um, Ronaldo 
is a top scorer. Is is not the top scoring um uh, footballer f- footballer top scoring footballer in history. Scored one one one. So he scored two against Ireland. Scored two against Ireland. Ireland were leading the first. Uh, the Irish were leading. Then he equalised and he won. Scored two goals in that game to become a top goal scorer. So um. Anyways, that that is quite interesting. Messi and Ronaldo, these guys are still going at it. Then Haaland too played really well again, making news again. Mbappe, I didn't really hear much from Mbappe. I didn't really follow a lot of French matches though. Most of the, I mean, I mean, Griezmann also played well. I think I watched the game against Finland, France versus Finland, and then Griezmann scored two goals, two really good goals. The first one with outside of his right foot or his left foot. I think this is his left foot. Outside of his left foot, yeah. I saw his left foot scored a really good goal against Finland. Scored the second goal. Second goal was also good. Squeezed it through a really tight angle. But Griezmann was really doing well, played well in that game that day. And they won 2 0. France won 2 0. I think that's that's basically everything for international break. No, I think I'm forgetting something else. Forgetting something else. Um, forgetting something. I can't remember what it is, but I'm forgetting something. But, anyways, um, if I don't remember, that's it. But, um, international break is over. Whew, I'm happy. Premier League is back this weekend. Spurs, the game, the first game could make or mark my weekend. Spurs, please do the needful. I don't. I just want us to win that game. Winning that game takes us five points clear at the top of the table. Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm not gonna come here and say we're gonna win the league. I know that. I'm not gonna come here and say that. I'm just saying winning the league, winning the game tomorrow keeps us five points ahead. So five points ahead psychologically will be good for us. So let's win that game, please. Just win. Let's just just win the game. I beg you, please. Just win that game. I will think about everything years later. Win that game, I'll keep it moving. Okay, I think that's it. And hopefully, we we'll keep our clean sheet record. We we'll keep, we'll keep our clean sheets. Uh, we'll keep our um, <laughs> continue our clean sheet. I'll go scoring. I'll uh, continue shutting out the opposition. But I hope um, Oliver Skip plays tomorrow. I really do. I really hope Oliver Skip and Oliver plays tomorrow. But that's the end of today's episode. Um, I'll catch you guys um, next week. I'll be back doing a review of the weekend. Hopefully, I'll be back with my friends, my Arsenal f- um, friend. And hopefully we have a very, I have a very good weekend and that's not still have a bad weekend. Hopefully, hopefully they lose to Norwich City tomorrow. Ah, it'll be so much fun. And we stay at the top and they stay at the bottom. Ah, wonderful. I'm going to the game and we'll be, we'll be not London Derby also this month. So, it's quite interesting. Hopefully we beat Arsenal too. I do not care about what we beat Arsenal. I want to keep them, you know, really, really at the bottom. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Take care, guys. Thanks for listening. Oh, oh, I just remembered. Yeah, just remember. That's what I'm talking about. Remember, Timo Werner misses again. Yeah, I don't know what to say. <laughs> my Chelsea, my Chelsea listeners, I have to remind you. Timo Werner missed again. Missed an opponent again. Somebody has to tell that guy to calm down. Somebody has to tell him to calm down. You know, like I don't understand. It's all. It's a, I don't know if it's an issue with a lot of fast players like this. Like they tend to have that problem. Someone has to tell him, calm down, Werner. You are fast. You have the chance. You have time to. Relaxed and roll the ball into the nets. Simple as ABC. <laughs> but anyways, take care guys.